Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mailbag, where we answer your questions to help you with your team this 2023 pre- uh, season. Almost said pre-season again, but that's a long time ago. I'd like to have the pre-season back because there's lots of things I would change. My name is Damo and Clarky is here. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well. Uh, my team was okay last week, but bad. And I don't know why. Like on, I'm in like a really bad spot where on paper, everything's bueno. And then at the end of the round, everything was no bueno. Uh, so like a lot of people, I'll be dealing with Doherty this week, and I make the commitment to you, the listener, that by the end of this episode, I will have chosen my replacement for Doherty. <laughs> this week's special guest won Supercoach in 2021. It's Supercoach Mama. Thanks for coming back. How are you finding the 2023 season so far? Delightful. It's great. <laughs> um <laughs> I have shot myself in the foot because I went out there and I actually was on 360 for like 36 seconds and I said, it's a long year this year. Durability is the key. It's going to be crazy. Dumbass. Why did you say that for? Like, And then I literally got Tom Stewart who scored 18 in my first round, like second round, second game of the season. I'm like, yeah, great one, Emily. And then Liam Jones and I'm like, who I broke my 30-year-old rule for. I was trying to go under 30 and I kind of made my rule for Tom Stewart because he actually technically turned 30 in March <laughs> and I shot myself in the foot. So look, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I, I love that we've finally unveiled the, the cause of your <laughs> premonition slash curse on us all. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Carnage. Well, me and Clarkie were looking at the, the guy who's currently in second spot, he's averaging like 20, 2,300 points or something. Good team. And, and you look at his team and he's only got like four four players different to, to like what most other people have. It's just those points of differences that he selected at the beginning of the year, like Jordan Degoe and, and, and those sorts of players th- that are setting people apart. And there's really not, not a lot of points separating the top echelon and 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 someone sitting at 50k it's just about making up those points and going for someone who's got the hot hand at the moment so um yeah i think a, roughly looking at it i think i told you demo so i did i didn't do math because no uh but i looked at it roughly and i think in terms of total points i'm ranked i've managed to crawl my way back up to 25,000 ish and between me and second place currently is about 800 points. Like in terms of total points, that's it's not a lot for, you know, we're only four rounds in. And between th- that means between where you are, Clark, and where I am, which is 47,000. Yep. Um, there's only like, there's, there's only like 200 points. Yeah. It's wild. Super it's, close. Yeah. So it won't take long to get, to get people back to where they are. And, People will start to get annoyed the way the season's panning out and eventually, you know, the cream will rise to the top. But, um, yeah, it's been a hard year. Injuries, suspensions. And, Emily, Tom Stewart was supposed to be gone for six weeks but turned into six hours. <laughs> he, he was back after a week off and then just almost scored 200 points or was on track to score 200 points. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's a tough love. I, 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 
he was, I call him my super coach boyfriend and he's testing the relationship and he, he's been in and out of my team and I feel like, is this a, a patch sentence or I don't know, I feel like it is a Jock Reynolds sentence. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> That's like, de- that's, that sounds like Patch. That sounds like, like, it sounds like everyone. So, yeah, yeah. it's probably just a Jock Reynolds thing. <laughs> Ready to get hurt again. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Stuart, what are you doing, mate? I'm like, I feel like, I, I mean, who would have kept him? I mean, I, actually, people did keep him because there was so much other stuff going on. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. Um, but, yeah, look, with his role and everything, the only thing is, is Mitch Duncan is back. So I don't know whether I'm overthinking things, but there was talk that Mitch Duncan's role in the you know that halfback role steals points from Stewart. We desperately need we desperately need Duncan. He was the only person who actually played, got the memo and played four quarters of footy, except Cameron, who's it's his job. He's just on an, another planet. Oh yeah. Um, but Duncan Trade was him the in. only other one. <laughs> Forget Tom Stewart. Trade in Jeremy Cameron, future Coleman medalist and umpire yeah. murderer. Um, I, yeah, I, no, um, I have thought about Cameron. I actually, this is a, anyway, I'm getting off topic, topic but sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking for a, a player who's probably going to be under 400,000 in a couple of weeks who possibly might be in the same team, but yeah, so it's a bit crazy. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. We do have a question, um, about Tom Stewart, so we should probably get to the questions. Um, Lazar in the website comments wants to know, do we think that Stuart's price will, I think there's a word missing here, will come back up again or down again after his 167 break even drops out after round six? So obviously, I don't know if it's up or down. So let's say down again to make, because he's obviously wanting to afford him. So do we think that there's that Stuart's going to drop another poor score at some point to make him enough to make him affordable again? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I do, it's hard. It's a hard question. It's really, question. really hard. Because look, I don't know. I don't know anymore because this is a guy who was meant to be out for four weeks who came back after, as you said, six hours and scored 167. So part of me thinks that it's very, it's very. Tom like to get a random injury, to get a concussion. It hurts it hurts my soul, but he is injury prone. He is. I love him, but he is. So, yes, and he can get, in, you know, and it's fun. Tag Stuart, la, la, la. So that will happen. But he has a really high ceiling, so you just don't know what you're gambling with. So what, what are you going to lose? What are, you know, how many 160s, 170s are you going to try to miss? to try to get that yeah. 60 or 70. It's a gamble either way. I, I if I get if I go up, I will be getting Stuart. It's just whether I go up because I don't have any money in my bank. Stuart currently so he's five seventy two eight hundred. Lost thirty one K because of that poor score. And he had the poor score, big score, and then an okay score last week. Like, you know, ninety two. Not not fantastic, but you'd take that. Um, I think realistically, it's kind of where it, if we place him as Tom Stewart is like a one, 105 to 110 guy, this is probably the lowest, like 570, maybe one minor price drop, 
His current break even is uh, 69. So probably not going to be another price drop this week because I can't see Tom Stewart scoring less than 69 unless the curse, cursed injury befalls him, um, which means that he's actually projected to go up in price this week. So I, I can kind of see the case where, and it's um, you know, obviously a prime replacement for Doherty because it's only going to cost you 50k you know, to get from Sam Doherty to Tom Stewart. And you've got a guy who you're like, I can hold this. He's a 105 to 110 guy. And this is going to be like, that's set for the year. I've got three, Sheasel and Zeeble move into your defensive line. And all of a sudden you've got five defender primos. Or at least five defenders that can... Yeah, four to five defenders that are like, these are the guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the other question is, what are you guys' thoughts about saving that money, going Stuart, if you don't have Dawson? Because, um, yeah, Dawson is, what? 618. Yeah, 618. So, yeah, so about 30 or 40 more than Stuart. I think you have to get Dawson, really. Dawson's got the hot hand at the moment. He's He's on a... He's he's on he's on blistering pace at the moment. Yeah. So I, I think know. I think that's optimal. I think to answer to answer Laz's question, um, you know, go go in and get Stuart now because I don't think it'll take it'll take a miracle for him or like a run of poor games for him to really drop below five fifty, I would say. Put that put that as a safe like floor. Yeah. So and there's then all do you really upside. Want him? So yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the time. If you want him, this is the time. He's he's a top ten. Like I think we can all agree on that. But I think the optimal thing would be look a little bit past him and get Dawson because I think Dawson at this rate is going to be six fifty in a couple of weeks, maybe even closer close to seven. Current break even of sixty seven. So yeah, he's going to go up another twenty k to you know six forty thereabouts in the next week. Lazza actually has a follow-up question. So Ooh. he wants to know, to facilitate the likes of trading in a Dawson or an Adam Saad, do we think that Kaziah Pickett is a suitable replacement for, say, a Setterfield or a Hopper to offset the cash generation? Yes and no. Kazi Pickett is getting... He's not just a small forward anymore. He is getting midfield rotations. That is why he will probably be an 85 to 95 guy. And maybe when he, if he kicks a bag, like, you know, like in round one, he kicked, what, four goals? Hit 140. So you're going to have those spikes when he's really on. But then last week playing West Coast, he managed, uh, I believe, what, it was high 80s? 89. 89. 89. Yeah. So he managed an 89. He was at one point, I think, like 0-5 in front of goal. So that 89 could have easily been like a 130 if he kicked, you know, kicks five goals. So I think it's at your own risk if you go down that path. You've already missed sort of his big, like you're going to miss his big price rise if you don't jump on him. If you don't jump on him this week, you're going to miss that boat for the price rise. So you'd kind of be bringing him in as like an F6 or, you know, and he's going to miss the DPPs as well because he didn't play those two games. So you're not going to have DPP on him until well late in the season to even think about moving him to the mids. 
So you'd have to be comfortable holding him as like a D, an F6 that you're like, this is matchup dependent, you know, towards the end of the season. Or, you know, Melbourne are playing, you know, whoever, North, Essendon, whatever, whoever the good matchup is. So I can see a reason that it would facilitate it. But if you're going to get on it, you need to be doing it this week before he goes up while he's still cheap because he's around the same price. I don't necessarily agree with the sidewaysing though. Yeah. But it is more fun. Yeah. It's too sidewaysy for me. It's too side. Yeah. You're yeah. It's you need to go up or down. It's too it's too similar price range for me. And he, it's, he's not going to be a keeper. I mean, you can make make you, you can pretend he's a keeper because you, you haven't got a choice, but um yeah, too sideways for me. I don't I don't understand. Sorry, I, I'm just trying to visualize it. How Setterfield or Hopper facilitates, like how that sideways into Cozzy through them, is that? I wonder a, if I, I, I wonder if he though. missed out on 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 one of them, and now it's too too late to jump on. But yeah, the question only says what it says, so I can only <laughs> read it as it was submitted. Laza, follow up. We want we want to know more. Thank you for your question. We love you. Staying in defence. Yeah. Jeffrey Head wants to know what would you do with Jordan Ridley? He was on the bench for a, for a lot of that game against the Giants and he still scored okay points per minute and yeah Mason Redmond's probably getting the bulk of it but I don't think Jordan Ridley is that big of an issue at the moment. I think people are getting a little bit impatient with with the year, and we've got a question later on where, where we can discuss this, but I don't think Jordan Ridley is your biggest problem. And if you think he's your biggest problem, then your team's go, going a, a lot better than than some some others. I think Jeffries is going better than mine at the moment, if I remember reading his results on Twitter correctly. Um, look, yeah, I he's, yeah, he's sorry, his break even's ninety three. Just hold him. Yeah, you'll be fine. Like, and this is the thing, right? And listeners may may have gotten this vibe from me as a human, where when it comes to Supercoach, I'm torn between two things. One's the fun option, uh, fun weekend dad trade-in, uh, and the other one is smart, sensible, uh, gets you ready for school and drives you to school on time, parent. Um, you know, Redmond season, baby. Like, get it while the getting's good. But also, at the moment, Ridley's kind of fine. It's definitely a luxury trade. Bring in Jake Lloyd. Jump on the trade. The Seagull's back, baby. Yeah. Redmond is one that I'm really considering because um, I only want to make one trade personally. Um, I don't want to make two trades for Doherty, but the, what concerns me with Redmond is the Ridley factor that they're a little bit like the Gordon Grundy, you know, minus the fact, you know, healthy. Um, where they kind of steal each other's points and then like one role, they're like role dependent and they could like swap. And is Randman doing amazing because Ridley's, is he on the bench for some reason? Is he, you know, holding, having an injury or something? And once Ridley gets better, will they swap? And then Red will become a dud? Like it's, um, yeah, I'm not sure about it. Redmond so, so far seems to have a lot more freedom, I think, in their style of play. It kind of feels like. So with 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 Ridley, if you look at his scores, he's gone 107, 70 against the Gold Coast Suns, 
96 against St. Kilda, and then 88 against the Giants. So if you take out the 70 against Gold Coast, he's averaging about a point per minute that that, it, that, that he's on the ground, which is pretty good for, you know, it's because it's, most players will play 90 to 100 minutes of a game. So that's, that's, that's pretty good. The one game where he scored 70 was against Gold Coast where Essendon absolutely smashed him. And in that, in, in, in that second half, I don't think the ball went down to Essendon's defence all that much. So I I think that, that if he's your biggest issue, then your team's going okay and you could probably just not trade f- for this week. If I'd, Yeah. I'd, I don't think Jordan Ridley is someone who you need to get rid of. Mm. Um, and I'm sorry, Patch, if you're listening, but are Essendon going to keep winning? That's the question. Let him out. I feel like it's not a mailbag if we don't have someone just like rib patch a little bit. <laughs> Look, but Ridley could go up. No. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, things are fine, Patch. You'll keep winning forever. forever. I shouldn't say that. We're play- I think we're playing Essendon this week. I'm nervous about that. <laughs> Next question comes from Oliver on Twitter. He wants to know, is Mitch Duncan or Oliver Florent options as cheaper options in defense? Um, Mitch Duncan has played one game for 116, so I wouldn't go near him just yet. He Yeah, Mitch Duncan, hard no. Hard no. I actually, I'm not a huge fan of Oli Florent either. He's had played four games where he's gone 85, 107, 79, and 135. So yeah, he's averaging 101.5, but it just feels too up and down for, for me, considering what considering you're seeing him as a premium option. He, he is 440k, which so that's that's a nice price, but I don't like either of them to be honest. Yeah, Florence. It's not like you got the you got the one the spike score, and that spike score makes him look real tasty, like seeing that top piece of bread on the loaf. You know, like that's that's a good one, and then you get to the one underneath that, and it's not so good. Someone's crushed it because they picked it up with their big gorilla hands. Um, so you know that one forty five against Port is, I mean, Ali, great football player, love Florent. I think he's real talented, but is he going to score like? 100s every week probably not you'd say in the it's 50 50 literally from the stats of this year and he hasn't really done that before so wait for mitch duncan see what happens i uh, i i want to see what mitch duncan does against west coast and because it was his first game of the year against the hawks his price will remain the same after the west coast game anyway so you've got another week to, to see what he's what his output's going to be like. So he's really the better option out of the two, but I don't love either of them. Yeah. Can I just put my Geelong spiel on it? Um, yeah. Well, actually, this is a bit anti-Geelong, but um, I love Mitch. <laughs> but he's 31, and uh, so he played 19 games last year. All right. 10 the other the other year in 2021. Okay. He, his dur- durability um, he also gets concussed a bit. He also does um, have these injuries as well. Um, and we he is so important. So he'll if he's playing well, he'll get rested. He will. He'll absolutely get rested or subbed or vice versa. So he's not he's he's a short term and he's not cheap enough to be a cash cow. You would want it to be a cheap keeper. 
I just don't think he's reliable enough for a cheap keeper. Love you, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Friend of the show. (laughs) So this next question is one we were discussing before we hit record and it was from, it actually stemmed from my team because I've I've got about 80 million trade options that I can do to, I've got to get rid of Nan Curvis, but my question is, if 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 Will Day doesn't get cleared at the tribunal, do I hold him for two weeks? Can you hold him for two weeks? I'm sure there's other owners out there that have the same question. I, it feels like two weeks is a long hold, and we spoke about it at, at, at the top of the show how how close we all are to the to, to the top of the table, and does does holding him just set you just 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 hold you back from moving forward? Yeah, oh, I reckon I know it's hard because um, the tribunal is also might not actually might impact the start of the of the first round. But um, if he gets, he's got a good chance. Do you think of being downgraded to one game, and you would keep him for one game? So um, I do think too. I I know trays and everything um, are just getting used a lot, but I think. I could understand why you would use two, oh, like use a trade for Will Day for two weeks. I look fun, Dad. Uh, fun weekend, part-time Dad says, "Demo, listen to that little guy on your shoulder. Bring in someone fun. Bring in Adam Sart. Bring in Nick Haynes for two weeks. Make a little bit of cash. See what you can do with it." Uh, but the sensible sensible person in me says you gotta hold i think it it's hard because it's in terms of overall result it's dependent on what other people are doing so i think most will day owners will probably even say if it's two games you kind of cop that like there's no there's no real point yes we have more trades and stuff this season but i think we're kind of you know we kind of burnt through those extra ones now we're into like the real trades it kind of feels like we had like a little bit of extra chocolate on top and now we've gotten to it like, oh, well, I got this has got to last. I've got to make this last, like this last bit because I'm not going shopping again for another week. Um, I mean, at his current output, I, I probably do want him in my team at the end of, but, but by, by the end of the year. So if I, so if I trade him out, I'd be tra- having to trade him back in again eventually. So exactly. it's, it's, it's just so difficult because you finally get someone in who's, doing who's doing well but and then and then they get suspended it's frustrating i know know. and yeah i felt like oh so frustrating with cameron because i thought i'm like i actually got a good pick and everyone was trading him in and i'm like oh yeah and then he got injured before he made more money and i'm like oh it's just not fair and will day has not made um now um i'm going to take on clarky's bandwagon fun mum yeah Fun Woo! parents. Damo, your fun super coach parents are here now. To tell mm. you what to do. Tom Barras. <laughs> That's really fun. That's so Woo! fun, Damo. That's so fun. Um, I, his... I, I, I need to look him up. Tell tell to tell me about him. Yes, yeah, so what's his face has been injured? The the McGovern. McGovern and has been the injured. other one. They're all been injured. They're West yeah, Coast. Yeah. Um so he's got a he's got one poo score which we just will ignore. Um, but he's actually apart from that, and he actually had a really good um, t- late to any twenty-two as well. So four, four rounds demo one hundred and three, 
Uh, I think they had a bye round two. Uh, number th- <laughs> third round one ten, round four one sixteen. So mm. really, he's had more hundreds than he's had under one hundreds. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it seems like that GWS game that looks like a really big anomaly, the 34. Um, yeah. But three scores over 100. So It kind of looks like Tom Stewart 2019 numbers. Yeah? Like, yeah, I can see that. Like, before he, like, broke the ceiling off the joint and then, and then went to that next, next level, this is kind of the range that he would score in. And he would have those random 40s where where we where we had to match up on a team that was a little bit you know a little bit t- 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 taller up front so i don't mind it i mean it's it's it definitely come, comes out of nowhere does doesn't it are you having fun yeah. um so last year this is from round 18 onwards 149 i've skipped the 69 on round 17 so i will say that uh, 132 109 104 126 83 so i, I agree with you like his consistency is st- he's still working on his consistency um and i have a pet cricket and i do apologize uh <laughs> if you can hear that <laughs> we're having a cricket problem at the moment and that's no, fine that's yeah. fine they're everywhere at least it's not cicadas um yeah no demo that's fun um sensible mum no, Damo, consider holding day or try to try to move your money around and get an actual premium to keep, premium to keep. That's sensible, Mum. I'm I'm leaning towards keeping him because mm. I've I've got the cover as long as the rookies are nice to me. Mm-hmm. And um, well, Cowan's been named. That's good. And now I need Jinbeard to not be arrested and McKenna to keep playing and Wilmot to not get omitted for Daniel Rich and so fingers crossed. It's fun. Luke sent us an email. Hey, he's 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 getting worried. He thinks people are being impatient. Supercoach has always been a long game, and there are always players that come out of the woodwork that we need to target as the year progresses. But it feels like everyone is sideways trading and getting frustrated with proceedings. Have we forgotten how to play the game? Oh, I mean bit stiff on the last comment, Luke, to be honest. I haven't forgotten. I'm just, we're fun. We're fun here. I will say this. With the extra trades, people have been making a lot more corrective trades. Yeah. And yeah, you've got to have the right players in your team. So if you picked up someone who's a dud and and you've given them the extra couple of weeks to see if they can get some form, then then, then obviously you you need to corrective trade if if they're not turning it around. But I don't know if it's that everyone has forgotten how to play the game. I think it's just that there's shorter formats of Supercoach over the summer, like the BBL format, where things move a lot quicker. Mm. And or NRL. I, and the, the, the NRL is, is, is also another format that moves a lot quicker as well. So I think I think it's 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 more that all of these summer formats that people have been involved with, like even the NBA fantasy, the NFL fantasy, that moves pretty quickly as well. I think people coming into a winter, the, an AFL super coach format, they're just, yeah, they're probably getting impatient, but it's more that they've come from a faster format of the same sort of game. So I, I, I think people, I think people will settle once, once they realize that trades are valuable. And I don't think people have forgotten that trades are valuable. I just think that 
I just think that the extra trades have given people more freedom to make more moves or given people more freedom in their head to make more moves. Uh, probably, I think you might have a good perspective on this, M, as a, as a past winner, um, knowing what it's like to be in that upper echelon. Like, do you feel like there has been a consistent change in sort of the way, like, the big top-level players are sort of playing it at the moment? Yeah, well, it's hard to say because I don't know. Um, I am a very conservative, a little bit more conservative player. I'm not really a risky player. So um, maybe I needed to be a bit more risk of a risk taker. I know um, JP, um, who won last year, he's more of a risk taker and with the boosts that suited. Um, however, I, yeah, so I honestly think that um, that you need a little bit of a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but we are seeing more injuries than like I don't know than maybe we have ever seen, um, and I do think that people are going to be running out of trades, um, and it's going and people are not going to be possibly able to finish teams if this keeps going, if the tra- if injuries keep happening, um, and then if we keep side. Um, side trading so I definitely see see the point um but I also think that you yeah you can't like other people trade a doc doc was that the right thing to do well in hindsight maybe but the numbers didn't it it seems like um you know he how many disposals did he get for a, what 83 yeah points? it was like 39 disposals or something like that and because like, his efficiency you know, was bad yeah so I just think look maybe in hindsight Maybe you can be a bit more aggressive, but I think it, it is a real a real balance. Um, and as I said from the start, which I do regret saying, is this is this is the longest season we've ever had. This is tw- you know, twenty twenty four rounds they will play twenty three games. We got one extra trade, but we got one extra round. So, um, and uh, yeah, so that's what I think. But I am more of a conservative player. Um, and the year that I won, I had, I, I had a really good starting team and, but there was COVID happened and it it was chaos and I happened to miss the sum of that chaos. Um, a bit of luck involved, I, a bit of trades, but, um, yeah, but I managed that conservative style really suited for that year and maybe necessarily, maybe not this year. Um, but we'll see. I'm trying to just stick with my game. I'm trying not to be someone else this year. I tried to be a bit different last year and I'm actually sticking to my game this year. So, um, yeah, I think, I think ultimately what, what I think about it and I I understand what Luke's saying, um, in terms of it does feel like the pace, like you said, Dama has kind of been really different because like, I can't think of a season in recent memory where every week we, I've had so many people that I see like going, I'm trading this person. I'm trading this person. I'm trading this person. I got to bring in this person. I got to bring usually the first couple rounds of the year. Super chill. You just like, have I nailed the rookies? Yeah. Good. All right. Just wait for that cash. But this year it's been like, Oh, well, no, no, no. I got to jump off this underperformer to get onto this performer. But, at the end of the day, for me, the way I see it is like, well, that extra trade or I I predominantly, for some reason in my head, remember Supercoach like in past. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it was like 30 trades or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know if it was ever that low at, at the point I've been playing. But, you know, I kind of go, well, 
those extra trades, whatever they are, if you're a conservative player like UM, or if you're a more out there player like maybe JP, um, or you know any anyone who is a bit more aggressive in their trades, like you're going to use those additional trades at some point during the season. So why does it matter if you use them now versus if you use them at the end of the season? Because the the game hasn't changed and people haven't forgot that the game is to get as many premiums into your team as possible over the course of the year. If that happens sooner, some people see that as an edge. Some people more conservative have a long-term strategy and go, well, I've nailed my cash so I can just go bang, bang, bang. Um, you know, there's it comes down to individual style rather than people necessarily forgetting and like i said it's not to say that i don't understand luke's point because i do agree with it to a sense where it feels impatient like i you know to expose myself uh on this you know on this here podcast i started this year with will day i traded him and and bailey dale and i traded them both out over two different weeks because of poor scores the first one i traded will day that first week to nick dacos hindsight that's kind of worked out i traded bailey dale to mason redmond who then had a bad score that was a that was a bad decision that was an impatient move on my part and that's that's just who i i am as a player not a great move i can i can recognize that but then i got sick of mason redmond and i did the exact same thing again not learning from my own mistakes and brought in jordan dawson this week so you know you can't measure your like you make the decision based on how you want to play the game and sometimes that's going to be good. Jordan Dawson scored 173 this week. And I guarantee you, I felt on top of the gosh darn moon. I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is, I did it. Nick Day cost captain 150. I brought in Jordan Dawson 170. Bang, bang. This is going to be a good week. I still scored 2100. I probably would have scored that with the same team that I had last week. So, you know, don't use hindsight to shame how people want to play the game. Not saying that's what Luke's doing, but like, you know, you don't look at someone and go, you're doing it wrong. Because we're all doing it differently, but we're all trying to get to the same goal. And that's what makes yeah. it interesting. Yeah. Just focus on your own team, I reckon. And um, the mistake that I did last year was I'm conservative. I'm conservative. Oh, I'm a bit behind. Rash trades, rash trades, rash trades. And then yeah. I was on less <laughs> trades with a crap team. And then I just did both bad things. So this year I'm like, all right. I'm not. I'm. I. I'm still trading, but just I. Um, yeah. I'm being a little bit more conservative, but I'm trying to make sure that everything I do. I, it's just, and I do. Yeah. I actually have a question for. I don't know how many more questions, but I did actually have a question for. Well, for Damo, for for both of you, and it's a little bit. It's a bit risky, but I probably need. Um, <laughs> I like I like it. I think you brought us homework last time as well. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really like that segment. Thank no, you. it's good. Um, we, need no. a, we need a sting for it now. <laughs> no, it's just Corey Wagner, Damo. Is it crazy to bring him in without him playing a game? I'm so desperate for a defender. With him. <laughs> I he, like this question. I I watched him play for for Peel against East Fremantle in the season opener on Friday night and. He looked very good. If he is going to debut this this week, then I don't mind it. And Justin Longmuir has a history of allowing debutants to find their feet a bit. So he should get a few games under his belt 
whether that's one price rise or two price rises before they he eventually sees sees the boot. I'm not sure, but oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's it's it is it's desperate, and I will admit that. It's just um, if I wanted cash, um, and Liam Jones is the only, and this is the thing that I think other I've um I've I've heard also. It's a little bit like that impatient thing. I, I don't think people should be trade, trading the, the good rookies or the like Gimby, for example. We don't know, like, he's still got lots more cash to make. Even if he's rested, I do think, I don't know if he's the one to trade or, you know, um, other other rookies and everything. Just um, Liam Jones is the one that I am comfortable ditching. Um, even Fair like enough. someone like Davey to JVR, I'm not that, I'm not in love with it because. Um, JVR, am I getting that the name right? Um, he might be yeah. dropped really soon, um, and Davey won't be. So you're just trading in a donut. And look, Wagner could be a donut. I get that, but I feel like he has potential to not be. Um, and I just like it more than Young. Blah. He's already had one price increase. Um, yeah. So. That's what I'm. It's a little bit. It's and that I say that I'm a safe player, but they're the risks that I take. But um, calculated, worth, calculated, yeah, calculated risks. Um, because yeah, no, that I have heard good things about Wagner. Um, Case, as well. Casey Demon, great. Um, yeah, I remember. But, I remember a few years ago, um, Bryce Mitchell brought in Brett Bewley before he debuted on 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 my advice that he would probably get a debut during the season because it because it gave him a loophole option but also gave him an eventual cash cow as the season progressed that he didn't need to trade into his team mm. and eventually he w- he was able to use the cash from Brett Bewley to upgrade to someone and that was a trade that he didn't need to use because he started with that player so I don't mind getting someone in who hasn't debuted yet if you're confident enough and if you know enough that they're going to, to debut at some point. Um, Corey Wagner's obviously in the mix to, de- to debut th- this week. Mm. Um, he's got AFL experience. He's, he's, he's a rebounder off halfback. He, he, he loves to tackle. He's, he's brings a bit of everything to the table. He, he knows what, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, He's got dual position, so even if he does get dropped after a couple of games, you're not completely lost from from. He's not completely lost from use, so I don't mind it. I just, I, the, I would only bring him in if, if he's named, though. Oh yeah, no, I would only bring him if he was named, and not the sub. <laughs> Obviously, I mean named top twenty-two. I would um, yeah, I would only do that. Bring him in, but it's still a bit risky. But I think um. um... There's another player who is could fit in that similar while we're talking about mate, potentially going early and also having that potential loophole. Josh Fay, GWS. Um, he's a defender mid, 123-900. 37 disposals on the weekend playing, for, uh, playing against Coburg. So I think you've got another one who in the likes of we know GWS have a favourable schedule for Lupin. So if you wanted to go early on another one like that, um, yeah. I haven't heard anything. There's not, not been announced anything that he's coming, but just someone who I've had my eye on. Cause I feel like 
they could be an eventual there. And I think yeah. he had th- I think he had 30, 39 the week before as well. So he's one that's that's finding the ball with a good with 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 some fair ease in the in the VFL. Um, I... Can I be yeah? Can I be honest? You lost me at GWS, but that's okay. <laughs> Vice captaincy, captaincy options. Every team is playing in Adelaide, so is it? And Clayton Oliver likes to score two hundreds in Adelaide. He he's, does. He, I mean, he's not against Adelaide, but they are playing on the Saturday, though. Yeah, you you could you could put you could put the VC on him. Yeah. Mm. Really Nick Dacos, I I like just about every week now. Mm. Um, hard to I, get I like Tim English against Scott Lysett because Scott Lysett yeah. isn't really a negating ruckman, so I can see Tim English coming away with a big score. Um, yeah. I don't mind. I don't. He, he didn't have a great game against Geelong, but I don't mind um, James Sicily against the Giants as a fullback option as well. As, as as a captaincy option, um, mm. obviously the vice captaincy you got Dawson, Laird, Cripps on the Thursday night. Um, you got probably Sean. not Laird. Eh, who 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 knows? I You've don't think got... I don't think he's worth the shake anymore as like a VC or C option when we've got like you've got Dawson's and you've got Oliver's and you've got even like a Josh Kelly types who are kind of scoring more regularly in the that that sort of acceptable captain tier, which I don't know if you guys have it differently. Mine's usually like 120 plus is kind of one where, where I want to hit. Um, yeah, Grundy VC for me. Ooh, spicy. That's My spicy. boy. It's not, it's not against Draper. It's not that spicy. Draper known for um, negating some Ruckman in oh. terms of their scoring. A lot of okay. Ruckman come up against Draper and have had poor scores, including Sam, uh, Sean Darcy. Okay. Not, um, so maybe, Sean Darcy, maybe one a bit of his... But Grundy is athletic enough, I think. He's more of an athletic Ruckman than, say, a strictly tap Ruckman. Um, it'll depend on our setup, I think, against it. But I do like it. It's a good VC option. Okay. Um, with Dacos, there is a rumour that Russ, the boss, will tag because yeah but there was there's he's he's I, Nick Dacos wants the ball give him the does. ball <laughs> he's like I don't I don't think there's a team that hasn't tried to tag him yet mm. I just I just don't I just don't don't think he cares mm. yeah honestly like, it seems like he does not care like at it's all. it's it's like teams teams go to him and he just plays and he just plays he he doesn't think about his, his opponent. He just thinks about going and getting the ball and using the ball. He he doesn't yeah. think about any of that other stuff. So the so it's so the tag is just kind of like, hey, come back here. I'm not, like, who's he going to tag him with? Yeah. Um. Who <laughs> who's going to run with Dacos for for the whole night? Like Ross has other things to worry about. I think yeah. coming up against. Well, it was just something that something said. I if I am um, if it does, I will be captaining him. If um if needs be, but I think if Dacos was a breed of dog, this is very random. He would be a Kelpie, bull, 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 and just <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. See, that's I'm a about question this. we can ask. I'm about what, this. 
what breed of dog? This is this is like a a whole episode of first. I've never. I don't think we've ever had a guest who's come on and gone. I regret making comments because we double down here and don't ever feel we don't shame. Everything is valid. And number two, dog impressions, which I think is a segment we need to add in. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. I'm just, thinking, some... I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it now, and I'm just and I, and and I think Tom Green kind of resembles like a bulldog puppy. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Brody Grundy has the head shape of a chihuahua, <laughs> but like big, <laughs> like too. Oh. It's too long, but he's got like oh. the the ears. That... Oh, oh, sorry. I love I love that man. <laughs> we could go this... on. This this has gone off the rails. Um, I'm putting the VC on Oliver and putting the C on Tim English, but oh. it could change to, to Nick Dacos that that captaincy armband. Clarky, what are you leaning towards? I'm gonna run with Dacos into Clary. I think Clary. You mean Clary into Dacos? Yeah, whichever order it is, I forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I had it backwards. <laughs> anyway, one of them. I better switch that now. Actually. <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, just because makes sense. Uh, my my loophole is a GWS is Madden anyway, so I need to kind of pick someone in in before that. Oliver just makes sense. Hot run. They're going to give him the ball a lot. I don't mind Josh Dunkley against North mm. Melbourne in the Adelaide Hills, but we we've, we haven't seen a game in the Adelaide Hills yet, so we don't know what that ground's going to be <laughs> like or. Whether like whether whether it's the size of a jam lid or, or or whether it's the size of a you know a big like it's, whether it's a big yeah. a big old farm, so I don't know how how that game's gonna go. Um, might, but I don't mind Josh Dunkley as an option. Um, I don't mind I don't mind Errol Goulden against the Tigers Ooh. as a bit of a VC option. Um, the Tigers don't tag; they're a bit. They're a bit run down with it with injuries. He 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 could have a, have a bit of fun with them, and um, I think I think Errol Goulden is also from South Australia, mm. so um, might need to fact check that one. But <laughs> no, I refuse. So you stand I, by that. I, so I don't I, I don't mind him as an option either. Um, I did just have LDU, LDU. I like. Mm. Had a bit of a down game last week, but coming back off, you know, some calf soreness. I think he'll bounce back. I don't think Brisbane the, necessarily will run anyone against him. The thing, the thing that stood out to me was against Carlton, he couldn't handle a tag. It was only until the last quarter or so where he really got off the chain. So um, to to bring his score to a respectable to- total. So. That's one. Uh, that that's that's something to to monitor to people that are bringing him in, but um, or thinking about bringing him in. But that's the only thing that that sort of worries me about L, L, LDU. Uh, that's all the questions for today. Thanks for being here, Clarky. It's always a pleasure. Oh, uh, my Sam Doherty replacement is Tom Stewart because it just makes sense. Keeper very, for a keeper, babies. Very good. Um, thank you for being here, Emily, Supercoach Mullen. No, no problem. Always a pleasure. Always fun. We love inviting guests here just so that we can ask them questions about our team. Um, the listener questions are kind of just a good byproduct of that. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. We, we absolutely love having you on. No problem. I'm a very sensible guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
if you have a question oops sorry Sorry, no you go first no i was just gonna say um if wagner's named i'm gonna get him and dawson sounds perfect oh tom liberatore if you're a tom liberatore owner consider it vc there you go smoke you of the week anyway damo wrap up the podcast If you have a question you'd like answered, all you have to do is tag your question with Jock Mailbag on social media or send an email to jockmailbag at gmail.com and we'll talk next time. Goodies.